It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. With us now this morning is Brent Howard, who's state senator from Southwest Oklahoma, which includes part of our listening area. Good morning, uh, Senator. Welcome to the program. Well, good morning. Good morning. So how are you down in the Southwest this morning? Well, I think we're getting ready for a lot higher temperatures than what you guys are going to see. Um, my app, it's, we've got a few days of 107, 109 coming up. So uh, ready to watch some cotton turn, I guess. So th- that's uh, abnormally warm for this time of the year for Altus area, isn't it? I mean, I know it's been hot down there. I got married in the middle of August, so I know it could be hot in, in Altus. Uh Heat, yeah, probably a few degrees over what we normally would see. The it's more the drought that seems to be the bigger problem and more persistent. I would say. Uh, and growing up, I remember that somewhere around every ten days or so, we did seem like get at least a little shower, and uh, most times those haven't been coming through now. So that just no break from the heat, I think, is the bigger issue. So, what does the cotton look like in in the southwest? <laughs> Uh, surprisingly holding on better than it should be. Uh, but it is, it's just been odd. Normally we're at a stage right now where we have bowls that are about as a third of the way through development with late rains and really possibly some, um, I don't know, just new, new varieties. We have some, a lot of cotton actually, that's just now going through bloom which bloom is the first stage of making a bowl. So uh, it takes about 65, 75 days for it to go from the start of that bloom to making a full uh, bowl of cotton, mature cotton that you can pick. And, and I don't know that we'll have enough time before a freeze comes to see make a crop even if it does rain now. So it, it's just been some weird years on, on, all, on all crops. So uh, what about the irrigation I know that comes out of uh, Lake Altus. Uh, what's it look like for the irrigated crop? Uh, they didn't do any irrigation this year. Um, I had heard from farmers that they that, that those that were on the board wanted to ensure that there was enough to at least do, you know, about five to six inches of release and the amount of water that's in uh, Lake Altus, Lake Lugert, at this point that is, allocated to the irrigation district would only be enough to, to release about three to four inches. So um, they've worked with insurance and the USDA, and I think they're still going to just not release, just save that water for future years and because the, what they could release is not enough to finish out the crop. Very good. All right, well, thanks for so, that. So irrigation update. Actually, looks worse, worse. because uh, you plant a little bit more and you have a little bit richer soil, and when you don't get that water, that that irrigated cotton looks a lot worse than the dry land. Even mm-hmm. I could see that. So, what's going on? I know you just came out of a since we talked last, at least a special session where you overrode a couple of vetoes from the governor. So, I, I presume you were there voting. Yes, uh, went in on the day of the vote. Uh, we had to go in one last day to be able to accept the House approval of votes. I didn't go in that day. That was basically just establishing a quorum and didn't feel that I need to charge mileage and um, per diem just for a um, gavel in, gavel out type thing. So 
that ended on July 31st. Right now we're kind of moved into interim studies uh, and have started some of the budget talks for upcoming year. So uh, the budget, uh, money-wise, it looks like we uh, the reports I've received, more money than what we thought. Uh, what effect is that going to have on next year's budget? Uh, so, yes, right now, latest report from the state treasurer is about $758 million higher collections. Uh, so that's going to go in. If you'll, well, I was meeting with my house counterpart down here. We had a discussion related to some tax reform. So that's going to be a big push as we continue to have revenues over um, the flatline budgets. But as we were talking about, you know, there's $625 million going into recurring public education, as well as $150 million this year on the private side uh, for the tax credits. <clears throat> so we need about 770 additional million dollars just to remain flat on what's going to be anticipated spending over this next fiscal year. So that 758 basically kind of puts us at a hold on, on where we were with the other um, agencies, if you don't count the, the increase in public education and private. So do you see, I know there's a lot of talk about uh, tax relief. I, I heard uh, John Eccles, floor leader for the House, talking about that, uh, hey, it's time. We should have done this already. It's time to give some money back to the people through tax, uh, maybe tax reform or some sort of uh, tax change. Uh, what do you see on the horizon for that? In that, Is there hope for people to get a little relief on taxes? I believe that there is. Uh, there is going to be some movement on that. I've still been part of the Senate Tax Reform Working Group, um, and we've actually made that into a joint committee where we've taken four of our members from the Senate and, and added four members from the House. And uh, <clears throat> that was actually a discussion that I had with my counterpart. He's on that. Um, he's a CPA down here in Altus, so we, we kind of have a good basis on, on what everything looks like. Uh, governor has renewed his push for uh, some tax cuts in some way. Uh, the Senate, we started out, we wanted to do kind of a whole look at the whole system and see where we compare as a state versus the other, not just on income tax, but uh, how the income tax applied, You know, not just the top rate, but um, are families paying the same as what individuals is there some equity across that? Uh, and then you look at sales tax, property taxes, everything else. So we were trying to come in and, and task with a true reform to um, at least put some things on the on the table. What we came out through a year of study, uh, you know, and this was on top of I think about a year and a half of study that Keating had right as he was uh, entering his second term is there's probably just not going to be a way that um, revenue can be shifted, either increasing sales tax or you know putting a vote to real property ad valorem taxes. So now with our house counterparts, what we're really looking at is within the income tax system where we can make those cuts. And I think that there is going to be some compromise and some legislation that, that will be proposed um, to put us on a path I don't think we can ever get to a zero income tax state, but that will lower those tax rates, put more uniformity to them, 
and the best thing is um, what what myself and other CPAs have said is just more simplicity, so that you don't have to try to, to qualify for credits or deductions or look back into other schedules. If we just offer a lot more simplicity to our tax code, that that would be beneficial for all all people and make us more attractive for new businesses coming in. Well, speaking of that, Oklahoma's continued to grow the last ten years. Um, while California, for example, is losing population uh, for the first time in the history of the state, I think it's because of the taxes and the cost of living out there. Uh, we need to keep ours as, I guess, uh, low as possible to still run the government. Yes, I I agree. Um, we still need to be able to provide some of those. Um, I was working on a comment or column for uh, this upcoming week. And um sorry, Estelle's come back in. She was wanting to play some ring around the rosy with me. <laughs> um Mom's getting there. All right. Okay. That's good to have so, uh, that's family for you. See, uh, just to prove how much of a family man you are. Yeah. Um and yeah, the recent rankings as far as business uh availability or attractiveness were were at thirteenth. Um but you look at where we're really failing on some of these overall um, overall rankings of the states. We're you know 45th to 46th, 47th. U.S. News, Forbes, those type of things. So how do we have that disconnect from where our business attractiveness is? And really, a lot of it comes in um, education and access to health care. So. While the governor is looking at, you know, and, and a lot of our members, myself included, trying to keep money in people's pockets, um, we need to do something about where we really don't have services that are provided. And unfortunately, a lot of those places are out here in rural Oklahoma and really probably even more in western Oklahoma now um, because of partnerships with tribes in eastern Oklahoma's making a lot more access to health care available. Good point. We're going to take a quick break. Our guest on the program this morning, thanks for just tuned in, is Senator Brent Howard from Altus, and uh, he covers a big part of our area, at least here in our broadcast area. And we always appreciate him taking the time to be on the program. So we'll be back with more with Senator Brent Howard right after these messages. Need to dig it? Then it's time to rent it. But call 811 first, and then head on over to DJ's Rentals and Sales and let their knowledgeable staff help you get it started. Whether it's a backhoe, a post hole digger, a mini excavator, or a skid steer that you need to help make that job a little easier. You can find them all and more at DJ's Rentals and Sales, 911 South Main Street in Elk City. Text them on the text line at 580-799-7214. Find and follow them on Facebook. And don't forget to call 811 first. Attention, North Fork Electric members. The 84th Annual Membership Meeting will be Saturday, August 19th, under the pavilion at the Sayers City Park. Drive-through registration begins at 9 a.m. at the RV Park entrance. This year's grand prize is a 2023 John Deere Z545R mower, sponsored in part by Western Equipment, along with many other prizes. Must be present to win. Enjoy live music, delicious barbecue, free swimming and mini golf, and more. For more info about the 84th annual meeting on August 19th, like and follow North Fork Electric on Facebook and Instagram. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is. But the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Get all the chill you need for just $1.59 from any size frozen drink, like the new frozen Fanta Strawberry to a classic frozen Coke. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. At McDonald's in Weatherford, Clinton, and South Main in Elk City. Summer isn't over, and Cummins and Weatherford is sizzling with scorching savings on all new 2023 Chevrolets. And right now, you can save on your favorite new 2023 Silverado, Silverado 2500, and 3500s. And don't miss the new 2023 Tahoes. They are hot, hot, hot. Go to Cummins and Weatherford for the best sales experts, great service, hassle-free financing. It's time to get your sizzle on. Cummins Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Weatherford, I-40 and Airport Road, and online at CumminsBPG.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Briley Baca is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Taxes, taxes, and more taxes. Hello, this is Briley Baca with Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton, and if you hate taxes now, I promise you will hate them even more in retirement. If all your retirement assets are tied up in traditional 401ks or traditional IRAs, buckle up because you've created what we call a retirement tax bomb. Tax evasion is what sends you to prison, but legal tax avoidance can permanently disinherit Uncle Sam, allowing you to spend more money and leave tax-free assets to the heirs of your estate. If you're tired of paying taxes and ready to do something about it, call me, Briley Baca, a certified financial planner professional here in western Oklahoma, and we can start strategizing on how we can help you have a tax-free retirement. 323-6800 or visit our website, retirewithbacca.com. 25 minutes after 7 o'clock, our guest on the program today is Senator Brent Howard from Altus. Good morning again, Senator. Welcome uh, to our program. We're talking state funding uh and and you're kind of, you're a tax guy really in addition to being an attorney you 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 have a lot of experience in that uh so you think that i mean we we cut taxes state income tax a few years ago and it seemed like right after that we were sorry we did it because we had a, a downturn in the economy uh overall how does oklahoma, how does oklahoma compare with other states as far as taxes are concerned? <clears throat> as far as, well, tax-wise, the, the overall tax burden, that's where we're about 13th in the state. Okay. Or, uh, comparative to the 50 states plus District of Columbia, the, the burden that any individual has. Um, How do we compare pro, to Texas? Proportionate. Uh, Texas comes in on the list uh, around... I, they're not far ahead of us. I want to say ninth to eight, eighth to ninth, tenth, somewhere in there. Um, lowest tax burden as far as on citizens is Alaska. Then you've got like North Dakota, I think, right after that. Florida is higher up than Texas is. Uh, a lot of those, you know, the no income tax states don't have that burden on. Uh, but you can always kind of find where they do get their revenues uh, going into Alaska. It's obviously off the petroleum reserves, um, the gross production taxes that they get there. But because they have such a low population and that tax is basically put on production, it's not considered a per capita tax. And um, so that, that stays out. North Dakota is kind of in the same boat. Florida, with all of their hospitality taxes, aren't really a burden upon their own citizens. So um, if you're able to sell resources or be able to get tourists in, uh, you can have revenue streams that come in that aren't necessarily burdens on on the per capita population. And we have some of that, I guess, 
in Oklahoma with the production tax, a lot of that money going to teacher retirement. Yes, yeah, we do. We we have other streams. We don't have just one that really points to um, as large with our population. You know, Texas has highest production of oil and gas within the United States. Uh, we're we're in the top five on a lot of those, but um, it's still hard to make up for for where that is. A, an interesting fact on that. <clears throat> that we've come about in our study of looking at, can we go to zero income tax? Um, there's been no state that started out with an income tax that's been able to go to zero. The nine states that don't have an income tax all started out never imposing an income tax. So it's just one of those, whenever you get a revenue stream, how do you cut it out? This last year, where there's about $4 billion that came in from the, the personal income tax. And when you think about where we have as far as state spending, taking $4 billion out, um, it, it just seems impossible when trying to keep a balanced budget. I want to move in a different direction before we get out of here this morning. Nationally, uh, former President Trump has several now four different uh, parts of the country has been indicted. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, just like your point as an attorney point of view and in the Republican Party uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, wow, some loaded questions there, Harold. Um, <laughs> well, it's just, a, it's on everybody's mind right now, and, and we're a lot it, of talk nationally. I, I wholeheartedly agree with, you know, the sentiment that this is really kind of a witch hunt after the former president. Uh, I don't like a lot of how his personality traits are. I think that he probably imposed some of this on himself. But uh, I've been looking through some of the indictments, just, you know, based upon my curiosity as an attorney, what they're pushing through. And a lot of them don't make sense. I mean, you've got the same thing that a private citizen would do, be able to reach out to state officials, um, you know, make false statements on the Internet or in rallies. Those aren't against the law. They're, they're possibly unethical. Um, or misleading, but nothing that it seems really truly rises to a, a level of this is a felony or a crime. And I think that that's why, especially in the Georgia case, they're trying to file it under racketeering is if you take everything together and you're trying to um, influence or, or make mob mentality, then that's where it can rise to. And, and I don't know. There's just a lot of steps between point A and point B that they're trying to get to. Um, I came out, though, early earlier this year and um, made a public announcement that while Trump was, I believe, a good policy president, that uh, he had too many personality issues. And so I, I came out and said, we need to go in a different direction and uh, made an early endorsement of DeSantis. And I think that we just need somebody younger that focuses more on policy um, and ultimately I will support whoever Republican makes the wins the primary but um, I, I've always just been more focused on policy and I think that that's what we need in somebody that's at that highest level well and I agree in the sense that, <clears throat> that uh, because of his personality he has uh, turned a lot of folks off and they've actually come after him uh, partly as a result of that I think 
a lot of people do not want him as president, particularly the, the liberals. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I don't know that he can get a fair trial in D.C., New York, or uh, Georgia particularly. I mean, Yeah, I, I, Atlanta, Georgia, I, I think – I think Mark Meadows made the right move. He was the first one of the co-defendants to be able that that filed something, and that was a removal um, to to federal court. And I think that that is the correct move because, like I said, that what I've seen on those indictments, they're trying to piece together too many things, and then they're using the federal mob RICO racketeering statute. And I think that having that in Atlanta, Georgia is the, the wrong place to try to determine federal law. And I think once it gets to federal court, even with appointees, um, you know, from both sides of the political spectrum, I think there would be better analysis on what the actual laws are. And, and I really don't think he faces much trouble from that or uh, if it if it comes to a fair trial. You know, it doesn't uh, seem like to me, at least there's been a fair comparison and standard between what's happened with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's situation. Uh, they, they haven't seemed to be nearly as aggressive as they have been with Donald Trump on a, from the, from the, uh, you know, U S uh, attorney's office. And, and uh, no, sir, I, I believe that hundred percent. And that's just the, you know, comparison of uh, right now, I think a more apt comparison was remember Trump's inauguration day. There was the, what they wanted to call Million Women's March, where they were wearing pink hats and everything, and that was encouraged by Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> so you can have uh, Hillary Clinton propose and, and promote rallies saying Trump was an illegitimate president, but uh, you don't hear much about the, that. Trump's done almost the exact same thing. He's getting prosecuted in four different jurisdictions. Uh, I think that that shows really the winch hut of most of this going directly against him. Brent, thanks for being on the show this morning. We appreciate it. We've gone over time a little bit, but I do appreciate your time and talking about some of these issues. Appreciate it very much. Okay. Uh, just one final plug. If anybody yeah. needs to reach out, we are looking at new legislation, and uh, but I'm not in the Capitol, so uh, email is the best way to get me, brent.howard at oksenate.gov. Brent.howard at oksenate.gov, folks. So if you have a comment or want to get in touch with the center that's the best way to do it thank you so much for being on the show thank you and tell estelle hello from when we'll do all right very good tune in every weekday at 6 a.m for the right time with harold wright brought to you by priority home medical equipment on 99.3 news talk kcli